0: Beyond Ourselves is a podcast where I, Taylor Camille, share stories by those living a life fully and beyond any stigma or perceived limitations a health condition may have on their day-to-day lives. And this is the season one recap. If you didn't know, which a lot of people didn't because I keep things to myself, we have transcripts and they live on a site called Medium and they're linked in the description of every episode. So if you click it, clap it up on Medium And share with your friends who might not like to listen, but who like to read. This season, we heard from 12 Black women about their experiences from surviving COVID-19 to living with autism, fighting through PTSD, and life with multiple sclerosis, amongst many other topics. But above all, we found reasons to be at peace.
1: Even though I was at my moment when I felt like I wasn't going to make it, I always, always put God first in whatever I do. And that alone just brings me so much peace, even just knowing that I made it out of that. And uh, I know, unfortunately, a lot of people didn't. That brings me peace as well. I constantly try to uplift and encourage everyone else because even my business, that's what it's centered around, the betterment of people. How can I make someone else's life better? You know, what can I do to contribute to someone else's happiness?
0: Not apologizing for my existence and instead just owning it and embracing myself. I am more than enough and I have more than enough to contribute to the people around me. I definitely think that brings me a lot of peace. The
1: biggest thing is just remembering that my phone exists for my convenience, not anyone else's. So if I don't want to reply to a text, if I don't want to check social media, if I don't want to, like, it's my phone. I choose how I use it. That brings a lot of peace. I have to take care of myself first. I can't keep compromising my own mental health, my own peace, just to make other people happy. What brings me peace? I, as as a part of therapy, have been keeping a gratitude journal because like I mm-hmm. said, one bad thing can go wrong and that's all I can think about. And something that consistently shows up day over day in my gratitude journal is family. Like my family, and I feel so grateful to say this, my family mm-hmm. brings me peace. My parents mm-hmm. who changed everything to accommodate my diagnosis bring me peace. My nieces, who can sometimes rack my nerves. But ultimately, just being able to be, to be their aunt to me is like the greatest gift in the world. And so they bring me a lot of joy and a lot of peace. And mm-hmm. then I would say books bring me a lot of peace. I like peaceful and quiet. And I like peaceful, quiet in the world.
0: And I really like the world to be peaceful and quiet. I like going out. I think the Scription episode is everyone's favorite slice of meditation. Many people texted me, emailed me, and said, thank you for this episode. I listen to it sometimes, but I just need to calm down, especially with how uncertain things have been. Together, you've helped us reach 1,500 downloads, as of the time of this recording. So that's just gone up by you listening to this very episode. So thank you. We've had listeners from 11 different countries, United States, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Brazil, Germany, Netherlands, Puerto Rico, Singapore, Sweden, and Switzerland, which is weird to think about. We've talked about the importance of having love and support, and how we bring up difficult topics in our relationships. I think if you approach a
1: job, relationship, whatever, and you introduce whatever your illness is in a way that puts you in control, you control the narrative versus letting someone else ask.
2: And even with dating,
1: if I dated somebody, I told them up front or they already knew because of Instagram, it was so easy because they could already make Mm -hmm. that choice. It's a lot that comes
2: with it, being
1: someone's partner. So why not allow them to choose what they want to do up front? I was just very, very lucky to go through that experience with somebody who was so supportive because I've had friends who've had endometriosis, who they've been with boyfriends for years and they literally left
2: them because they couldn't have intercourse with them my partner is very understanding and I'm like appreciative of that because I think having come out of my last relationship where I don't think PTSD was understood. And I will quote, when this young individual broke up with me, they said like, in words, get shot every day. Be like, why are you tripping? And I was like, what? No. Like, no. I don't know why is this happening? And so having that be my introduction to dealing with mental illness in a relationship, it wasn't a good one, but the relationship that I'm in now and more over anything, even in friendships, I would say it's just so key for your friends, your family, your partner to understand every day is not going to be perfect and just cut them some slack because there are times where I'm very short. Or I can seem super irritable or like very down or I don't want to answer the phone or I don't want to talk or my mind is spacey. And I think, A, as someone who is battling mental health and mental illness, I've learned it's very key for me to communicate like, hey, I'm feeling this way or I don't really know what I'm feeling right now. But if if I'm not giving you my 100, it's not personal. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. really feel like talking today.
0: And growth is happening. Tarika, the subject of our episode on COVID-19, saw her business, Blessed Touch, reach five figures of earning in the month of June alone. Priscilla's platform, Sadie Baddies for Mental Health, jumped from 2,000 to 5,000 followers on Instagram and growing. It's exciting to see so much happen in such a condensed amount of time, 12 episodes later, 12 Wednesdays later, and so much has happened. I thought I'd use this time to also just share some of my favorite bites from this season. Things that stood out to me as very powerful statements from our guest. I'd love if you guys would share some of your favorites with me as well. Things that stuck with you, things that if you were reading it, you'd highlight.
1: The word disability or disabled is a word that has a lot of power that can actually help the disabled community get access to the things that they need. It's a quick word that can be used to identify someone with different needs. If we just stop Mm -hmm. using it offensively, it becomes a word that can help a lot of people. Black women overall are not believed when it comes to pain. Um, They're not Mm -hmm. believed when it comes to saying like something is wrong here. They are overlooked Mm -hmm. and dismissed. And doctors treat Black women as if they don't know themselves, as if they can't be a steward of their own health. My biggest advice, question everything. Don't take your first answer as your final
0: answer. Do your own research.
1: I don't just think about just one woman's loss. I think about a legacy lost, mm-hmm. like stolen because they didn't have the opportunity to seek proper health care. Mm-hmm. You know, right. what I'm hoping is that I can be a part of kind of a wealth of information that Black women are receiving about how to navigate uh, medical experiences in a way that preserves their dignity and saves their life.
0: We really have so much to give and there are so many problems in our world that neurotypical people have never been able to solve. So maybe it's time to bring in new perspective. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Next season we'll be focusing on the lives and stories from Black men, focusing on similar topics like mental health, bipolar disorder, prostate cancer to name a few, but from a different perspective. And one that I find hard to tap into as Black men are often dissuaded from talking about exploring their health and even in my research much of the information that is served and marketed to men in general consists of fitness tips or sex tips which does not nearly grasp the scope and complexity of their lives having lost my own father to prostate cancer in December 2019 I look forward to future conversations with men like Michael Roy who survived prostate cancer after being diagnosed at 37 much earlier than doctors recommend you start getting tested for the disease and men that are creating community and fellowship around preserving the mental and physical health of Black men. If you have any leads, please don't hesitate to contact me. And if you haven't already, please share, comment, subscribe, follow, post, hashtag, forward, all things to start to spread of beyond ourselves. After each episode, we grow, and it's been exciting to watch the journey thus far, and I thank you for joining me on it and continuing to listen. As always, I hope these listenings have left you with a warm heart and an even cooler mind. I hope you're left feeling able to seek peace in the spaces and places you may find yourself in, and I'm excited to continue sharing these stories with you.